Hey, thanks for tuning in. I want to read you some verses from Acts 17, um, just about the first six verses or so, and then I'll tell you why these are relative to our topic from Sunday, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. So listen to this. This is Acts 17, starting in verse 1. It's a story of when Paul and Silas end up in, at Thessalonica. So it says this, Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in, as was his custom, and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead, and saying, This Jesus whom I proclaim to you is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as, as did a great many of the devout Greeks and not a few of the leading women. But the Jews were jealous, and taking some wicked men of the rabble, they formed a mob, set the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason. Jason is the person that Paul and Silas were staying with here, seeking to bring them out to the crowd. And when they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the city authorities, shouting, these men have turned the world upside down and have come here also. And Jason has received them. And they are acting against the decrees of Caesar, saying that, it, that there is another King Jesus. And the people and the city authorities were disturbed when they heard these things. Paul and Silas go to Thessalonica. They begin to preach the gospel People begin to respond, and the Jews in that community make an accusation against them. The accusation is this. These men have turned the world upside down. So here's how I want to help you see this connection to the kingdom of heaven. In short, the kingdom of this world is flying upside down, and we don't even know it. And when the kingdom of heaven comes on the scene, and, and it's, it's in Matthew 13, all those parables of the kingdom of, of heaven, and I want to invite you to read all those parables of the kingdom, although we only touched on two of them, well, three of them, to this point in our series. We touched on the parable of the sower from Matthew 13. We touched on the parable of the hidden treasure, and we touched on the parable of the pearl of great value. But here's the thing. What Jesus is doing in these parables of the kingdom is he's trying to help us understand that we are flying upside down. And his kingdom inaugurates the world being turned right side up. Him coming into the world and saying, look, this is how it's designed to be. The kingdom of heaven is not ruled and governed by the realities of this world. As a matter of fact, the kingdom of heaven has realities that transcend this world. And so we get things like, hey, when this seed, which is the word of God, falls on good soil, it will produce a yield, a harvest that nothing else can produce. When you see the kingdom of heaven as it is, like a treasure hidden in a field, you'll begin to realize it's worth more than anything else in this world. When you begin to see yourself the way the kingdom of heaven sees you as a pearl of great value, you'll want nothing more than, than to be in the presence of God. And so in short, 
when we see the kingdom the way Jesus lays it out for us, trying to help us understand the principles, the realities of the kingdom of heaven, in the same way that Paul and Silas were trying to present the kingdom of heaven in Thessalonica, the world around us is going to look and say, you're trying to flip the world upside down. And here's the truth. We're not trying to flip the world upside down. We're trying to flip it right side up. And, and if we're going to live in a world that's right side up, it has to start with us. It has to start in my own life, in my own heart, in my own mind. I have to begin to see things and, and think things and expect things and act in ways that are governed by the principles of the kingdom of heaven, by the reality of the kingdom of heaven. Because none of this reality that's around us that we can touch is going to last. It's not going to endure. It's all temporary. And for us to begin to walk into the parables of the kingdom in Matthew 13, we have to be in a position to be able to say with humility, God, there's a possibility that everything I believe is upside down. Everything I think of your kingdom is upside down. And so we embrace that with humility. And, and one of those things that's upside down is how we define worth, right? We look at people and go, well, well, they've done this and that thing, so their, their, their worth is defined by that. Or they've been this kind of person, so their worth is defined by that. And yet, in the parable we looked at Sunday, the parable of the pearl of great value, Jesus defines the worth of each person in terms of their value to the kingdom not in terms of the value of their works, not in terms of the value of their history and their past. And so that's flipping the world upside down. You know, we can look around the world and there's a lot of bright and glittery, shiny things in this world that we think have a tremendous amount of value. But he defines the kingdom in terms of a hidden treasure in a field that nothing can compare to. You know, how often do we look at the things of this world and say things like peace and, and um, comfort and happiness and retirement accounts and vacations and nice houses and, and, you know, fancy restaurants and all those things have tremendous value. And yet Jesus defines the kingdom in terms of a reality that says, if you took all of that and everything along those lines that ever was, it's not even close to the value of the kingdom of heaven. And so that, that's where you, the, the idea of flipping the world upside down. We're, we're flying inverted. We're flying upside down. And if we will stand on the realities and the truths of the kingdom of heaven that Jesus lays out and presents to us and then ask ourselves the question, how do I live by these realities instead of by the realities that are around me? We too will flip the world upside down, upside down. But the truth of it is, we'll be putting it right side up. We'll be putting it in the way it was intended to be. We won't be flying upside down anymore. We'll be oriented towards the reality of God, which is His kingdom is available through Christ. And it is more valuable than anything else we can imagine or possess. And we are worth more in that kingdom than we could ever dream. That's reality. That's the world right side up. And so I want to encourage you to, to press into in your group time, maybe look at all of those kingdoms, those parables of the kingdom of heaven in Matthew 13. 
and maybe have a conversation around what does this tell me about the reality of the kingdom and where do I see the things that the world tells me are real and true pressing against that? In simple terms, the two parables we looked at, the hidden treasure and the pearl of great value, the world tells us that, that there, there's no treasure that's hidden. Treasure's to be displayed. And there are things of this world that are of the highest value, whether it's health or wealth or prosperity or happiness or whatever it may be. You know, we, we've been convinced by the world that the worth, the value of the kingdom of heaven is an out there someday value. We're going to die one day and we'll step into that. In the meantime, just enjoy this as much as you can. That's the concept the world wants us to hold on to. When the reality is I can't enjoy any of this if I'm in a place where I know that there's something of far greater value that I could be desperate for, that I could be chasing after and pressing towards. And the world also tells us that our value and our worth is determined by how others perceive us, what we've done, our past, our history. And Jesus in, in the parable of the pearl of great value is telling us, no, your value is determined by how the kingdom sees you. How does the kingdom see you? Well, the kingdom sees us as a pearl of great value. Something that has worth because of the way the kingdom sees us, not because of history or experience or skill or possession or knowledge or, or past deeds. And so that should bring us to a place of devotion. The kingdom of heaven being worth more than anything in this world, once we get that, we'll be desperate for it. Once we understand that God sees us as worth more than anything in His eyes, we'll be devoted to Him. So I want to encourage you into that. Take some time, read those parables. Have a conversation around the realities of the kingdom versus the realities of the world. But in all of it, encourage each other in this. Desperation for the kingdom of heaven and devotion to God. Thanks. Appreciate you watching, and I hope you have a great discussion time in your groups. Let me pray for you. Father, we're grateful that your son came and revealed the truths, the reality that can take this upside down world and flip it right side up. If we'll just live by the governance, the rules of your kingdom. And so, God, we ask that your kingdom is expanded in each of our hearts, the place where what you want is done, where you have free reign and rule over all first in ourselves, then in our families, then in our communities, in our church, in our neighborhoods, in our city, in our country. God, we pray that that rule, that kingdom rule, takes root here and now, deeply in us, and it spills out and takes this world that's flying upside down and writes it. And we ask that in Jesus' name, amen.